Hello, friends. Thank you for listening to another Rod Tucker Says podcast. I wanted to talk to you this afternoon, um, even though you might be listening in the evening or the morning. I don't know when you do your podcasts, but I'm really thankful for those of you who've been listening and giving me feedback and contacting me and telling me you're thankful for these podcasts because, to be honest, it's something that I do because I simply want to share the things that I'm learning and the things that I think God is showing me. And so when I hear from you that it's been impactful to you, it brings me so much joy. Um, simply because I think my job in this world, as I, as I become more self-aware and realize who God made me to be, is to inspire people and to help people find epiphany um, through what God has for them and how they see the world. So this afternoon I wanted to share a little bit of a thought with you that I've been having and it comes from a very, very classic um, verse from the Bible in the book of Isaiah that we reference a lot of times in regard to sin and how we're supposed to live our lives, but I want to give you a different perspective. And so the verse is in Isaiah chapter 43 and it's verse 18 and 19 and it simply says forget the former things do not dwell on the past see I am doing a new thing now it springs up do you not perceive it I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland and obviously Isaiah's writing as a prophet to Israel who would understand what it means to be in the desert for those of you who may have forgotten or don't know, the desert is the place that Israel went and found God. You might hear my dog barking in the background because she gets really excited <laughs> when people walk by on the street. And so if it gets too annoying, I will stop and re-record. But um, if you hear a little bit of excited barking in the background... Just ignore her. Her name's Juno, and she's a loving dog. But anyways, Israel would, would go to the desert, and they would find God. If you remember the story of Elijah, where he hears the still, small voice of God, it's when he's gone to the desert, and he's fleed to the desert. And oftentimes, Israel and rabbis would teach that if you want to find God, you have to go to the desert, because that's where he meets you. And that is the place where God provided manna from heaven and quail. That's the place where he led them with a pillar of fire by night and covered them with a cloud by day. The desert is the place where in our wandering we find the power of God's divine presence in our life. And so when we read, I'm making a way, in the desert, we interpret oftentimes that as I'm in a really bad place and God's going to make a way. Israel might instead hear, I'm in the place where God must intervene for me, otherwise I'm screwed. And so oftentimes Israel would begin to put themselves in places where they needed God to intervene. And at first, that wasn't by choice where we think about slavery in Egypt and then later um, it became a place where people would run to, the desert 
to find God and making streams in the wasteland as well. So oftentimes when we read, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past, we read, forget about what used to be or the pain that I've went through or the sin that I committed and don't dwell on that, but notice that God is doing a new thing and that he's doing something fantastic. And I I want to challenge you to kind of take a little different approach to this verse because there's something that happens in our lives when we begin to understand that God is making a way. Oftentimes when we talk about God making a way, people will use use statements like God opened a door. And one of the funny things that I hear people say all the time that that is somewhat true is whenever God closes a door, he opens a window. And I always laugh at that, but the reality is when we begin to see God making a way in our life, we often use that terminology to express that we were in a place where we didn't know which way to go or we felt blocked on all sides. And then out of that circumstance, God opened a pathway and he made a way. So if you're wandering in the desert and you don't know which direction to go and then all of a sudden you gain insight, you would say God made a way to the promised land. Or if you don't know where your next meal is coming from and manna comes from heaven, God made a way. And so Israel would return to those spaces, but we begin to understand them as when we're in places where we need the intervention of God, he's going to step in and make a way for us. Well, that complicates things a little bit because when we're in a place where, where, where we're surrounded by things that are blocking us or stopping us from becoming the person that we believe we're supposed to become, or when we are in a space that we just feel like this space is too difficult for me to exist in, the people in this space are not encouraging or they're abusive or, or the things that are happening are not things that are filling me up so that I can overflow into others' lives, we, we have found ourselves in a place where, man, we almost can't see the good things around us. It's like everything is tainted by the bad. And so when God says in Isaiah, forget the former things, it's not so much potentially and you can disagree with me here. I'm just, I'm wanting to change your perspective a little bit. It might not be so much that he's saying, look at your past and forget it, but he's saying, look at the now, the things that were five minutes ago, the things that were yesterday, the things that are today that are weighing you down and causing you to think, I'm not going to become the person that I'm supposed to become and consider them because they truly are the former things, because what is real and what is true for you is a new way that I'm making. I think of Israel standing on the edge of the Red Sea with a wall of fire on one side protecting them from Egypt that is barreling down, going to kill them. And on the other side is all of the natural elements in the Red Sea that if they run into there, they'll drown. They're completely cornered. And I can almost 
here this statement in, in the be still is forget the former things. Forget the things that you just looked at that are already in the past, the things that you just glanced at that are blocking you on all sides, and forget about them because I am about to make a way. And so what I want to kind of approach with you is a strategy for how we can forget the former things in our lives. But first, you and I both have to understand that the former things in our lives, the things that are blocking us, the things that are stopping us from stepping into who we want to be and where we want to be, oftentimes they are the things that are the most recently former. The thing that you just thought about 30 seconds ago that's blocking you. The person that you that just came into your mind who always has some type of a critique or evaluation of you that, that makes you feel stuck and paralyzed. That doesn't allow you, whose words don't allow you to step into freedom and creativity. Those things, the things that are troubling you today, maybe God is saying... Those aren't today things, those are former things. Maybe he was saying to Israel, Egypt who's barreling down on you, who you feel like is a now thing, it's really a former thing because you've already left Egypt. It's just screaming at you as if, as if it wants you to believe it's going to kill you. And, and the sea that you just glanced at, with the, the waves crashing against the rocks in front of you, that you think is a now issue, is really a former thing because you just glanced at it 10 seconds ago. And if those things can truly become former things, then in our minds and in the reality of, of, of how we think of them and feel about them, then we can open our eyes and see the way that God is making. I've experienced multiple times in my life this this cleaning out of the former things. And, and even though they often will feel like a now thing, whether it be a job or a relationship or um, just something that I'm doing, there's a space that I can now, after 36 years of life, there I just gave away my age, but don't look down on me because I'm young if you're older than me. I've, I've learned to create space by forgetting the former things. The first thing I have to do is acknowledge that the former things, the things that were blocking me, are actually, now thi are actually not now things. That, that I thought that they were now things, but they truly are former things. I guess that's the better way to say it. The things that I thought were now things that were blocking me are really former things because they come up as past issues. This happened to me so I can't do this, or this happened to me today so I, so I can't do this. This person is blocking me with their words. This circumstance is blocking me. And when I acknowledge them as former things, then I can step up and I can say, you know what? I'm going to remove these words from my life. I'm going to step away from this person. And that can be hard because we're all codependent and we want all of our relationships to be perfect. But the reality is sometimes there are people in your life who constantly speak things that will stop you and block you and make you not believe in yourself and who you're supposed to become. And you have to remove them and create space 
for yourself. And sometimes you have to step away from a job. Sometimes you have to step away from a thing that you're doing, an added thing to your calendar so you can create space. And when you create that space, although sometimes it is very risky to do and very scary to do, when you create that space, what you'll find is that God has created you in a specific way. He actually used his hands when he molded you. He spoke everything into existence according to the narrative of Scripture, but with you he stopped and he, and he used his hands. And he created you in such a specific way that your gifts and your talents, the things that you do that really make you come alive and really impact other people, those things will begin to draw out of this great expansive galaxy that we live in, they will be able to draw and begin to draw to you opportunities that align with who you are and what you do. But that doesn't necessarily happen until you create the space for it to happen. And I'm talking about the physical space, I'm talking about the emotional space, and I'm also talking about the spiritual space for you. So when you step out and create that space for yourself to be able to be open for whatever God has made you to do and the opportunities that will come to you, then when they come, you can see them. But oftentimes we get caught up and hung up in the words that other people are saying or in the thing that we're doing that we think pays the bills or makes people happy around us or keeps our relationships good. We get caught up in those things so much so that we enter into maintenance mode. And when we're in maintenance mode, we don't have eyes to see the things outside of what is right in front of us. And if, if we could have those eyes to see, then we would understand that God is making a way for us amidst all of the blocks that are around us, and He's asking us to remove those blocks so that we can experience His true blessing in our lives. But that's a big risk. And so, the other day I was watching a documentary called Chef's Table. <laughs> if you haven't seen Chef's Table, you need to turn it on and watch it. It's on Netflix, and there was a woman who wanted to make cookies, and, and she became one of the world's best bakers that anyone has ever seen, and she helps a lot of people um, with her craft, and, and it was early on that she said she was thinking, if I could do anything with my life, what would I do? And her answer was, I would bake cookies. And when I heard her say that, I just wanted to cry because as the documentary unfolded, I witnessed a woman separating herself from every former thing in her life, past and present, that was blocking her from making cookies so that she could make cookies. And it wasn't long before she was known as a world-renowned baker specifically of cookies and desserts. And I love that in Isaiah 43, God says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not see it? 
when we remove the obstacles from our lives that we think are the things that are actually holding us up, when we remove those things and acknowledge them as the former things that they are, we allow space to see and perceive what God is truly doing in our lives. And we enter into this space of unlimited unlimited creativity where we can really find out who we were made to be. So friends, if you have former things in your life that you think are today things, things that are slowing you down, I challenge you to forget them, to not dwell on them anymore, saying, I need these former things to change. I need these former things to be fixed. I need this outside circumstance that's outside of my control to somehow move out of the way like a cloud blocking the sun and instead forget it step away from it, create space from it or that person, and then allow your eyes to be open for the way that God has made so that you can say, yes, I see it, yes, I perceive it, and I'm going to walk through it. And then, friends, and maybe only then, will you be able to look around you and notice that the sea has parted and that you are walking through on dry ground. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Go in peace.